0: Oh, buddy, you were getting so excited there. I was expecting to see some tassels going on I being, there. I was really? being a wild
1: and, wild and crazy guy.
0: <laughs> Good evening, fans. It is time for an evening of coffee with Alder. That's Oh, we're going to have to do a special episode. Coffee with Alder. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. That, oh, see, look, that, that, look, there he is. <laughs> coffee with Alder. He gets the gold star. What's that? Gold star, <laughs> yeah, you win 1 million internet points. Don't spend them all in the same place. And all at once. So what's happening, guys? Welcome to another episode of Indie Invasion Shorts, where we have coffee and talk about games and stuff. So what in the world are we talking to? We're to- like, this is jump right into it tonight, huh? Off. Well, this is kind of going off a little bit for us, though. So It is, but I know, think
1: it's different. I I think it's, we like to break boundaries, right? So let's go into something a little bit different, because uh, there's a lot of people that listen to us that do these. I know one of our Patreon contributors, he's a big historical buff, and uh, we're going to talk about historical games tonight, and, well, sort of historical games, right? a little little bit, bit. because... Talking about it just a little bit before we jumped on live, I told Mac, I was like, well, you know what? I think there's a lot of games I play that could be historical yeah. if you took the sci-fi out. You oh, know? yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would like to point out, too, that I am wearing the rare Costal unique Coastal Con. Not Coastal Con, but the misprinted Coastal Con. I don't even Unipolar, have one of those. That's right. Unipolar games. This one's for you, baby. Cost, <laughs> God. Nah. he's probably going. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's <laughs> like, Argh. so. If you're just joining us, um, please pop into the comments, say hello. We would love to chat back and forth with you about whatever uh, as we dive right into these historicals because histor hy- hysterical historicals now. Could make a hysterical. You could. You could. Have you ever played any historicals? And do you play any historical? You know what? I've shaken my head. No, but just as I
1: was doing that, I was thinking, you know what? I've played some straight up Western um, games. Like uh, at Adepticon, I tried out Knuckle. I think it's made by Not Knuckle. Western games? Yeah, they make a straight up Western uh, skirmish game that's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, that's you got. Other
0: than that, I don't have much either. But does X-wing count? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a long time ago, right? <laughs> it was a long time ago, so maybe no. I don't think. I don't think. No, I can't counts. say that I I have other than like
1: a, a Western, you know, skirmish type of game. Um, and there's a lot of different genres of historical games out there, right? Uh, I I think. You know, you have to ask a question of why would somebody play a historical? And um a lot of people, it's like they're drawn to that certain historical era. Right. And for me, I love Western. I love the Western time period. So that's probably why that's the one that I've played. Right. Um, I'm not super interested in like ancient. You know what? I could probably say... uh what is the, the game? And I know you got miniatures, of course, of this, where you're playing in the arena. The the arena rex. Rex. arena that, rex. I guess yeah. could be considered also a historic,
0: um, because you're playing no, gladiators. Minus, minus right? the Gorgons and Yeah, the, that's true. That's know. true. It does kind of that. I suppose you could limit what you brought to the table. Yeah. And strange gladiators. And, yeah, and keep it keep it pretty historical, um to to a certain degree. Anyway, you could probably pull that off. So for me, I actually do play one historical game. Well, I guess technically, technically it's two, but it's I know the- one that I think you're gonna say right. It's Wings of Glory. Yep, right. And and I say it's one technically two because I play Wings of Glory World War One and World War II. I prefer the World War One version, but um, I play both of them. So those I play actively. Now I have played Blood Red Skies. Really like the way Blood Red Skies works. It's dynamically very different than uh, uh, Todd says, who says the ancient Greeks didn't have real Gorgons. Hey, (laughs) hey, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, But so I really love Wings of Glory. It's a fantastic game. And Blood Red Skies brings a very different play style to the game, to, to aerial combat. But it's only World War II. And uh, I do like it, but I don't have anybody here that plays. Whereas a game like Wings of Glory, I can play with all my kids. Mm -hmm. It's pretty pretty easy to play. And so I see Motley Hobbies is throwing up. X-Wing is a long time ago. And that is true. And X-Wing uses the flight path system, which everybody thinks that is from – fantasy Fantasy flight flight. but it's not no they
1: bought the they bought the rights to use right
0: which is essentially what um eric's games uses for wings of glory and it is such an easy game whenever i play it like when we would do game nights here for wings of glory i would tell people i'm like i can teach you how to play in five minutes because if you just play basic rules you can play in five minutes super easy i love it it's a great game yeah, it looks like Todd number
1: two agrees with you. He liked, he he likes Wings of Glory. Yeah. He says he has lots of – it's great. He has a lot of fun in it. Um, he's also asking, do we remember Ace of Aces, the dogfighting game?
0: I don't think – I don't remember that one, but I will no doubt be um, exercising my Google Foo as I scribble that one down. Yeah, this
1: one – this might be one of those episodes where you take some notes to go check yeah, on some yeah. stuff. I a notepad here.
0: So, uh, so Spaz said he was recently introduced to Ravenfeast. Interestingly enough, so was I. I've got it right here, on my notepad, on the very top. Uh, with, and that's with basically Vikings. he's saying Vikings. Okay. Right. Right. So Vikings. Which. Uh, so we probably better just jump in because there's a lot of a lot yeah, of cool historicals. There's a ton of different
1: time periods. You know, we mentioned kind of the Greek, Middle Ages, uh, Renaissance. These are kind of the general time periods you see a lot of games of Civil yeah. War. Uh, we have World War One, Two, and even up into Vietnam. Yeah. Um, so you you have your military. A lot of military, right? It's oh, usually yeah. military based historics. Oh, yeah. well, um, Civil think, War, um, and I, that, I mean, is it basically? You think just reenactments or playing in that time period
0: i think a lot of the times with the uh, particularly the the civil war guys and the only reason i know this is because a lot of them are at siege of augusta and they always seem to be recreating battles now it's not set in stone it's not like okay well the north won this one or the south won this one so that's what's going to happen they just play it out let the dice fall where they will but they're usually playing a historical battle uh, and historical battle. Sorry, got to be grammatically correct there. But what we were talking about earlier, before we went on, was what constitutes it being historical, like time period wise. Because what we were talking about was you mentioned Vietnam, and I have this super cool game, which some of you guys may know, called Charlie Company, and it's okay. infantry combat in the Vietnam era, uh, sixty-five to seventy-two. And in my mind, you know, that's that's a historical game. Does that make? I guess that makes like everyone who's listening to us right now—we're all historical, like we're ancient or something. Because that's if that's a historical game, we're all super old. Okay, maybe we should put that one. So yeah, Saga is a popular skirmish level Viking game, and to slide in a little Viking one too, Ragnarok. Although there's the that mythical Norse mythology stuff in there as well. Mm-hmm. but it's but it's a pretty cool system too but anyway anyway there's tons of stuff what else you got cuz i got stuff so i got stuff you got, you got stuff it. well let me rattle off just some examples real
1: quick so uh i did a little Google Foo and found a really nice wiki page that just lists tons and tons and a lot on Osprey. If you want to check out some historicals, they got a lot of books and you probably got some piled up right there. I got there, some but, right there. Uh, Bolt Action, Flames of War, Tribal, Hail Caesar, Field of Glory, and kind of a, a favorite of some of our, our crew is Blood and Plunder. So yeah, just Plunder. To name a, a couple. And some of those, like I said, is Osprey, but Warlord games has a lot of those those historical games whether it's your troops or uh they got planes right and 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 boats and tanks and you know whatever kind of i guess you want to dive
0: into a little more fine-tuned and i'll say this too for just for however it appeals to people that listen so we have a guy who lives reasonably close to me i see him every year at siege of augusta and he plays flames of war but he's a school teacher Mm -hmm. and the nice thing, the really nice thing about historical games is if you happen to work in a school and you want to start a club for the kids, well, that's right, right. There's almost no way you can, how how do they say no to a historical game? So that's what he did. And my understanding is, and I'm sure somebody in the comments will correct me on this because I always forget who makes flames of war. So somebody knows, throw it up there. Um, And, they apparently they sent him a ton of stuff when they found out that he was doing it through his school and it was a club they sent it to the school i'm talking like a lot of stuff to support what he was doing and every year he got they go on a field trip to the siege of augusta in augusta okay. georgia to play in a flames of war tournament and i'm like how cool is that, man? If uh, that would have been yeah, if you want to really exercise your nerd in school, that there is we went on a field trip to a gaming convention to play in a tournament there. where we were playing with tiny plastic men. There you go, Spaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, Spaz. Get get with it, man. Get with it. You need to start yourself a club. So uh so I th- always thought that, that was that was really cool. A really cool aspect of historicals is I think it would be much easier to bring in a histor and historical game to a school system like that than it would be like, hey yeah, you know, um we're gonna play some stargrave. And they're like, what? Excuse me? And we're gonna learn what from this yeah. or X Wing or any of that stuff. So Yeah, here's a, a comment from
1: our Twitch channel here. Elton I think I'm not going to say the whole thing, but he's asking about Battlefront. I think battlefront, that was on yeah. our, our. Well, list, no, that was right? the maker
0: of Flames of War. That was the answer oh, to. Oh, that's the making one of yeah. my things. I'm thinking, I know what I'm thinking, something else. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So now, another, you mentioned tribal, but I always thought that this was an interesting historical. And does it. It's like does it really fall into a historical? Because this is basically primeval is by Mana Press, um, out of Australia, and it's cavemen. Mm -hmm. But you know you don't
1: have your typical modern weaponry.
0: You're you're using what bows? They have bows and spears. They they do have some ranged stuff in the game. Um, but I could throw a rock. I can <laughs> throw a rocket, hit you upside. But so that's even another one, and that's kind of I think I think what really. So, like for you and I, when we always talk about games, and you had already uh, always mentioned it, is that alt history is kind of where our appeal is, whether mm-hmm. that's uh, apocalyptic or science fiction or. Cthulhu Dark or you or, know and or whatever it is
1: it goes back to why we don't get into straight up historicals and I I think you said this before is you want to escape that reality right. a little bit you know yeah. um not not that we don't like historics because there are some cool moments in history that a lot of people like to relive those or you know kind of reenact right
0: um, absolutely those, those things absolutely <laughs> Spaz is making a star breach warband while listening. All right. Well then, uh, it looks like our our, our, yeah. our Indian invasion shorts are working a little bit. So, that's awesome. Uh, what else do, what else do you have? Did you have anything else groundbreaking because I have something that I showed you already that I think is hysterical as a historical.
1: Okay. Uh you, you need to share that with the I viewers. I need to share that. Okay. And so we'll 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 mention it is to anybody
0: that's listening to this later when it goes into audio form. Yes. So, this is a game that I got into all right, so there was an initial Kickstarter launch, but there was some proprietary stuff and and he changed it so that it would work oh, yeah. better and This is a guy we did an interview with uh Ian out of the and he's UK. a
1: historical guy, doesn't he do he, reenactments
0: he is. <laughs> he is uh he's totally a historical guy as a matter of fact, he has um His main website is Flags of War, which if you play historicals, highly recommend you go over and check out his flags. Because when you start doing the historicals, you've got these regiments and everyone's got to have a specific flag and all of this stuff. And that's part of the fun of a historical is really fleshing out that that stuff. Well, he does those flags, but he also does this right here. Street Wars NYC 1970s That's right, death right ga- 1970s <laughs> gang banging in New York City and and I think that this is a historical game because oh, yeah. as we were discussing this is 1970s guys that was 50 years ago <laughs> we just okay. we just made everybody right? <laughs> in the chat feel
1: old cuz I know a lot of them are our age range that was 50 years ago <laughs>
0: man holy cow but this is a really cool game too, so I encourage you to check that out as well. It's got a um, descending dice mechanic where you're using your whole polyhedral set. That's right, Todd. Warriors come out and play! Yay! <laughs> that's right, absolutely. Uh, and and you can kind of do that within the game. You can you can do some of the warriors' action. It's pretty cool. And that's a so, neat game because uh, it it. They're basically using bricks and lead
1: pipes and bats, and uh, there's really it's a lot of melee. Uh, yep. And the only time you have a ranged weapon come out is when the cops
0: come busted in trying to arrest you, or if you find a pistol and you shoot it, and then the cops show up. And then they they're really good, they're uh, good with you beating each other with a pipe, but they don't shoot a gun. And here they come. So <laughs> that, that was a pretty fun. That, I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, so let's see what else did we talk about here. So you got primeval tribal. We talked about lots from Osprey. Oh, yeah. here was one uh, that I and bought. Osprey is great because their books
1: are cheap. You know, what yes. like twenty bucks? Yeah, a book type of thing, and they're so good,
0: easy to get into. So good. Now this one is relatively new. This is Clash of Spears, and okay. Clash of Spears is a skirmish in raids and skirmishes in ancient times so it kind of covers a the romans and yeah it's not it's not really pigeonholed into one specific block you know what i mean so it's kind of just that uh that ancient times bronze age kind of thing okay Uh, and it's it's a really well done book i haven't played it but i have seen it played right before it released on kickstarter when we did um as Alan dubbed it, the Mini Mac Con at oh. Discover Games a while back, uh, Clash of Spears was there before it was released on Kickstarter, and it's a it's a pretty neat game too. Definitely something you should check check out. So Elton said, "Alt history for sure. I like cowboys, but when you add vampires and zombies like Dracula's America, then I'm sold." There we go. Hey, there we go. You're, you're speaking our language, man, yep. as, as we both sit here on our stacks of Dracula's America's books and our Wild mm-hmm. West Exodus. So what do we have here? So Tyler says historical recreate the creation of the NWO using rumb- rumble <laughs> slam. That's historical. <laughs> that that <laughs> happened. Yeah. You Wild West Exodus to do a back to the future three scenario. I don't know if that's actually historical, though. Is that crossing the line? I don't know. Christmas at Nakatomi Plaza 1988. Yeah, there's there's there a board, go. there's
1: a board game there uh, is called Die Hard that I've been I dying to get. I it's probably not that great, but just oh, to have a board game.
0: Yeah, right. So you can play it on Christmas while you watch Die Hard, right? While I watch
1: my Christmas movie. That's right.
0: This other one I have is and I haven't played this one yet. I picked this up uh because they were getting ready to do a second print run and they only had a couple copies of the original print run. And everyone that listens to us knows that I'm a rule book junkie. Uh, I love rule book. Oh. <laughs> and this is Donnybrook and this is skirmish rules, 1660 to 1760. So I thought this was pretty cool. It has some pretty simple rules. I have read through the whole thing and I got to tell you, man, the book I'm going to show this, even though you guys on the, when you listen on the audio, won't be able to, But the book is just, I mean, it's outstanding. The quality of the book is just amazing. Uh, But again, it's a historical with no real twists on it. So I'm like, it's cool. I want to have it. I've Mm -hmm. got the book. If I were to ever sit down, I've got plenty of models. And Alder just became my best friend again. That's Mm -hmm. right. Twisted. That is a historical game because it is in the Victorian era. End of discussion. Mm Mm-mm. Yes, absolutely. That's a that, that falls in our alt history. You I got Tinkerbell in there. That is not alt history. Did you grow up with Tinkerbell, and Peter Pan? Yeah, See, that's I'm historical. Later. I can make an argument for Twisted being historical. Now, now I will say this though, on that note, I happen to know that Peter is working on skirmish rules, World War II skirmish rules. I happen to know that he is. So there would actually be a Demented Games historical if. If that were the case, you know, and with COVID, with production, stuff like that, it's just slowing yeah. everybody, everybody's stuff down. So um, because I'm still desperately waiting for the new twisted models to show up in the store so that I can just order all of them at once <laughs> and paint them all <laughs> and be excited. And and what's going to happen is I know that they're going to put them up on the store at the exact same time that I get my Drowned Earth Kickstarter. Where I have uh-huh. all these new Drowned Earth models, I know that's what's going to happen. So I'm going to have this big table full of models. And I mean, yeah, in- I got the stack behind me starting to pile up with the stuff you that's do. starting you to do. show but up. You still, but you still have Kickstarter Drowned Earth stuff to paint. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyler, you got a lot of twisted stuff yet to be painted. Get some on the table, man. Come on, Monday nights paint on the desk. Yep. Break some of them out. Start painting them. So- I. You're what? I was going to say I'm down to the point on my twisted models where I'm, I'm not motivated to paint them because most of them are like repeat stuff. So I have extra Erkin, but I've already painted them. I've got more Bobbies, but I've already painted a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So I've got some more gentle folk for my servants of the engine but I've already painted some of them. So it's like I'm painting them again. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to paint that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to paint it again. I already painted it because I feel like, like when I was painting my bobbies, I started getting a little mm. <clears throat> orc twitch from painting my orc horde of 40 K stuff. Cause I was batch painting. So, and, and yeah, Alder's right. Star Wars long time ago, technically X wing and Legion are historical. I think that's
1: so a let's go on the other side of the cone, coin uh, with alt history. Since uh, one of the things that kind of got my brain going on this subject a little bit was um, the silver bayonet that's coming out. It's a game I'm kind of excited for. That's a war game in Napoleon era, but it's gothic horror. So very right. similar to Dracula's America. Uh, it's a new game, Osprey, again, by creator of Frostgrave. And this is, yeah, you're in the Napoleon era wars, which I know that's a popular historical time period, but you got vampires, zombies, werewolves, and witch hunters. And I'm just like, Ooh, (laughs) terrible. What a horrible thing to add to a game. So that just kind of got me thinking about historicals and the whole, what if, you know, kind of that, like you said, that dark, a little bit of that dark and like, dracula's america where it's a western
0: but right. you got some of that creepy crawlies in it and yeah, kind of that escapism like we were talking yep. about where you just you're unplugging from reality and you're going you know what i want my undead egyptian space robots fighting your warrior armored battle priest space nuns you yeah. know you Know what yeah. I'm saying? That's that's what that you sounds want to fun see. to me. I <laughs> mean, right. it, it's, it's the not. one
1: thing I like about uh Wild West Exodus and all the dystopian age stuff is you know they got a technology that is wasn't around you know in that time period, so right. it's like danced sooner than right. you know what you should be at that time period, and then it brings in the, those different I guess you call it sci fi elements where you yeah, get the really creatures is. and stuff, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, well, so it's think- like
0: yeah. Or, or or what was it? Um, I think it was Ryan said. No, no, it because diesel punk doesn't really fit either. It's cow punk. Cow punk. <laughs> the Wild West Exit <laughs> is cowpunk. punk. So, I
1: mean, as you're getting a taste of that historical. Right. But you're getting that fantastical, too. Uh, right. So. it it, you know it's neat to me to take that historical period that may be cool and then combine in it um because yeah we're we love our sci-fi and fantasy and you know um all that stuff and then if you mash it up with something a cool time period uh you know i'm waiting for the civil war stuff to come along
0: now you know on uh On a sort of sci-fi tangent there, if you guys should go over and check out the Tabletop Engineer on YouTube, he just put up a new video I was watching today that he's building a bunch of terrain for Stargrave, which, incidentally, lots of crossover terrain building there for Core Space, for Starbreach, for Zone Raiders, any of those kind of far future science fiction kind of kind of games. Uh, he, he built some really, really cool stuff. Uh, I would encourage you to go check out because of the stuff he did today. And uh, Todd said, Napoleonic miniatures with military school rule set from the 1800s is what led to D&D. That's right. That's very true. That's 100% true. That's right. And Tyler said he's been playing Memoir 44. That's I a good game. I Now, I haven't played that, but I have seen it a number of times. And Todd, Todd two says, why play real stuff that you live when you can sprinkle some imagination. I am all for little, little pixie dust imagination, sprinkled across my games. That's right. Now if I could just get some of that pixie dust to make my models painted when I sprinkle (laughs) it on them, I'd be doing really good. (laughs) Oh yeah. Got more, more raving for memoir 44. I think that one might
1: be out of print right now. Uh, so it's kind of hard to find. Yeah, I hear rumors that they're going to reprint it. I don't know if it changed hands and uh, for public, uh, yeah, for uh, uh, um, ownership for gotcha. a publishing house. Um, but yeah, that's that's supposedly a really good
0: game. Yeah, um, I, I think that uh, I think the the longer we do this show, the more you realize that nothing is really that different. At least for me, like there's little elements that I like to have included. What's your flavor? Right. And there's little rules I like to have included here and there. But ultimately, what it boils down to if somebody called me up and said, Hey, Mac, you want to play a historical game Saturday? I'll bring everything over. I'd be like, Yeah you know what i mean i w- i wouldn't mm-hmm. care it wouldn't it wouldn't make any difference memoir 44 there's some things i don't particularly want to play um we have some local guys in town that like to play twilight imperium but i'm like i don't want 4 hours for one turn dude i'm good
1: yeah I that's good. that's an
0: investment for the weekend <laughs>
1: let me tell you um yeah, yeah i don't want any part of that too <laughs> yeah
0: but i'm i am sure it's fun and todd todd hit it right on the head it ain't the game it's who you play with. And that's oh, so
1: much. Yeah, that's, what it, that's um,
0: exactly what it is. We've recorded uh, Raul and I recorded a couple of battle reports and I still haven't mastered that yet. And I got to get camera stuff set up so that I can do that. And I still want to to add to the channel for Indie Invasion. Mm-hmm. But what I did discover is how much stuff I had to cut out because I'm pretty sure pretty sure and alder you could probably get me on this one because um, you might be the only other person in the group that's played twisted i'm pretty sure i can play a full game of twisted in an hour but that video was three and a half hours long (laughs) and i'm pretty sure there was only an hour of gameplay in it because like todd said it was who i was playing with yeah Uh, a a lot of chit-chatting
1: and stuff and it was chit-chatting
0: it was laughing about your roles it was it was that to me, the best game in the world is the kind of game when I'm playing with someone who is across the table from me and is about to make a dumb move, I'll be like, you probably shouldn't do that. You'd be better off if you attacked this guy because your dude will do better against him. You know what? A bit hamstringing myself, really, because what I don't care about the actual end result of the game. I want to win just like everybody else, but I want to tell a story mm-hmm. on the table, and I don't care if it's a historical story. I don't care if it's post-apocalyptic. I don't care if it's sci-fi. Um, I don't care what what the game. I don't care what the game is on the table. I just want it to tell a story and to enjoy the company and just have fun. That's what we do. Yep, yep. That's why we spend all of our money on little tiny men and women and paint them and glue our fingers together and lick paint brushes and all yeah. of the wonderful things that we do. Well, I don't know if we
1: solved anything about our little historical chat, but uh, it sure was fun.
0: To I kind of explore. We solved one thing. We, did, I think we solved one thing. Did you get through all your books? No. no, we solved one thing. Street Wars NYC is a historical game. That is what we. <laughs> that is what we solved. Yeah, that was last Hang minute on. for us. We're like, you oh you go. Yeah,
1: that, that's Yeah, oh, we
0: totally got to grab that one. Oh man,
1: <laughs> right. But that's going to be our show for tonight, guys, for Shorts Indie Invasion. Thanks for joining us. Uh, If you guys want to check out the rest of our audio stuff, we are on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Play. That's for you, Todd. And many other ones. Uh, Any place that carries audio podcasts, you probably find us on there um also if you guys want to check out what we got going on our facebook page we're always posting pictures up there you guys can feel free to post up projects that you're working on paint projects build projects check us out on twitter instagram and get on the discord we got some good conversation going on there uh starting to get some traction with people having conversation between each other uh it's great to see that and if you guys have any comments questions or suggestions even for us to check out some new stuff, new games. Talk to some different people. Send us an email at indieinvasion at gmail.com. And a place to find links to all these places. Easy peasy is the Coastal Con website at coastaltext.com. You can even listen to the podcast on there. We have the audios on there. You just click and go and enjoy. And then... We sure appreciate if you visit, visit us at Patreon. We have Patreon.com forward slash Indie Invasion. I actually just posted up a little write up about uh, me and Max' top five skirmish games and solo games, uh, with some links to the videos of our shorts episodes that we did on there. Um, unfortunately, I think when I posted it, it's for Patreon people only. But if you you click that support. You can see it, but don't worry. Most of the content on there, if not all, is free to view. You just got to visit and enjoy. But that's about it, guys. This is Eric saying, take it easy. And until next time, this is me and Max saying, prepare yourselves for the invasion.